You know, that's some fire right there. Who doesn't love some Drake God's Plan? That video is on point. What's up, you guys? This is your boy, Sina Azari, CEO Accredited. I'm excited coming at you live. We got our boy, the People's Advisor, Matt Franchino, in the studio at All Mindset. What what's, up, Matt? What's going on? What's good on this Wednesday hump I, day? How you been, man? A lot of traveling, busy? Yeah, man, busy. Off the plane early this morning. Costume change, straight in here. Picked up a gift on the way for a... Uh, a birthday girl over there in the office. Hey man, happy birthday, birthday to Shiva, Ivanka the Black Widow. Yeah, but it's a good day and it's a it's a great day and I'm fired up. I'm fired up for the guests that's sitting in front of me. Uh, this man made a decent trip out from uh, mm -hmm. from the Midwest. It's uh, definitely feeling the climate out here. But before I introduce to you who he is by name, he is one of the leading, fastest growing brand strategists. The guy's actually uh, I recognized an honoree uh, received an honoree from uh, I'm assuming it would be pronounced G Man. Is that, is that the best yep. way? Yeah, so. General and, and, Motors. And he's definitely got a voice that's uh, pretty unique. And speaking about unique, uh, one of the founders of Unique Clothing Line. And uh, without any further delay, Mr. Robert Courtney Collins from Detroit, man. How you doing, Rob? I appreciate that intro. I need that more often. <laughs> that, was, that was just a brief <laughs> snippet of the resume, man. We could have gone on. How you, feel? How you feeling? I'm good. I'm in warm weather, less snow, uh, 33 degrees. To come here to 96 degrees in Cali, so I can't be mad. Well, man, you're out here in Cali often, right? I mean, you, you do a lot of business out here, don't you? Yeah, I, you know, not as much anymore. Um, my partner, Kirk, holds down the fort for the brand here in Cali. And shout out to stuff. Kirk. Yeah, shout out to Kirk. Everything that we do on the West Coast, he mainly facilitates that. But, um, you know, like yesterday we had a big meeting um, that, you know, he wanted my ear and my creative perspective, and so I made the trip for that. So that was pretty dope, but um, I always love it when I'm here. My oh, wife, man. my wife, you know, she she actually worked here for almost three years. So I got married in Cali. I got married in Malibu. Wow, nice. man! And yeah. you left. Yep, yep. Had business to attend to. <laughs> yeah, that's a beautiful spot to get married, though. Malibu is. No, yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. That's awesome. Well, part of the reason I was telling someone the other day, right? We were just in Nebraska, and um, we invite everyone to come out here because. The cost of living is so different, right? I, I, I can't afford to leave, so but I can different. afford to keep it together while right. I'm here. <laughs> right. They were talking about, oh, I don't know if I can come out there. I was like, you just told me the houses are like 200 grand here for a 4,000 square foot house. I'm pretty sure you got extra cash to make it to Cali. Right, right, Airplane right. tickets are dropping the bucket. You can, you can handle it. <laughs> That's cool. Sure. Well, we're, we're pumped to have you out here, man. It's been cool. Like over the last few, what has it been like? Maybe four months now? We've been kind of meeting up and different travels all across the yep. the country, but now you're here at home base with us. So. Yeah, no, it's really dope to see the actual headquarters. You know, you always create in your mind, like, you know, what it is and what you guys do and what you see from social and stuff like that. But it's definitely a cool spot. I love the vibe for well, sure. We appreciate the love, man, and everything that you've helped create and uh, be part of the projects with us. Is, is pretty unique that we end up connecting, uh, you know, as they say, it goes down on the DM yeah. from Instagram <laughs> to now being here. But in between uh, this podcast and the DM, we've had, you know, tremendous travels to Agent 2021, which I'm going to pick your brain on how that experience was for you on your end. Definitely. On to uh, Napa, uh, not Napa, man, to Gamma. Gamma's uh, LAMP 2018, the International Financial Services Conference. And I know in between that, you got all these other projects lined up. So, yeah. uh, you know, be before we get into the projects that you have going on today, why don't you take us back? Let our listeners know where can they find you out there on social? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Robert Courtney Collins. Um, that's my, my business. And most of my professional activities happen 
through that channel. Um, Facebook, same thing, Robert Courtney Collins. And then uh, for my brands, you can find Unique Collection at U-N-E-E-K, Collection. Um, I like to let people know what Unique stands for, and that's unifying nationalities by encouraging education and knowledge. I like it. Yeah, so, um, you know, that's the fashion aspect of our brand. And then the media hub is uh, Robert Courtney Collins. Yeah, man. And, and talking about the media hub, how, how did this all – uh, start to get created. How did you end up going, you know, first getting into the clothing line, Unique, and then now doing, uh, you know, being a leader in, in the digital media space? Um, how does this all come about? Where does the creative creativity from Robert Courtney originate or come from? Um, I'll try to give you the, the bite-sized version of the story. Uh, actually, I, I went to school for graphic design, like originally. Like, I feel like I've always been um, somewhat creative, starting off as a young kid, just, you know, drawing around the house and things like that um went to school for graphic design didn't really know that to be a graphic design major you had to do a lot of stuff with history and understanding um fonts and you know all these things that I didn't really care about and so it just really shifted my focus and really like kind of took the passion away from um pursuing that field further and so um I think just the creative aspect has always been there. Essentially, I went on to go into engineering and doing a lot of things that had nothing to do with creativity. Um, fast forward, I ended up circling back after losing a job in 2003 and decided to um, become a barber and, and looking for a place to work. And um, while I went to school, it just so happened that the barbershop I worked at, the name of it was Unique Barbershop. And it was spelled the same way, wow. U-N-E-E-K. Wow. And so I didn't come up with that name. That barbershop was already there. But I just looked at it like it's something really cool about it. Um, I felt like it could be expanded, like that name could be expanded upon. I thought it would make a really cool fashion brand and um, lifestyle brand. And so um, after working at the barbershop for a few years, well, about a year and a half, I had an opportunity presented to me to become a partner of the barbershop. Um, decided to go in as a partner. Another year passed. The lady that was partner with me decided she didn't want to be in, she didn't want to be an owner anymore. She wanted to just go and cut hair and not have to worry about the stress of ownership. And so, scraped my pennies together. <laughs> and uh, of an entrepreneur. Yeah, and, and decided to, to be the sole owner of the barbershop. And Congratulations. Just said, thank you. And, you know, that was 2007. And at that point, it was really just everything was moving so fast. But I knew, like, from the, the freedom that I felt, the flexibility, even though there was so much stress involved, I knew I was moving in the direction that I wanted to move in, just – like the joy of waking up and just tackling like this huge monster and um, doing the things that I needed to do to figure it so, out. So where, where, where is your shop located at in Detroit? Uh, it's in Detroit. It's on um, Michigan Avenue. Uh, Michigan and Michigan and and Liver Noise. You know, Liver Noise. As a general as a general okay. indicator of okay. where it is. Um, cool. You know, if you're from Michigan, everybody knows. Where I'm, Michigan I'm assuming and Liver there's noise. gonna be a lot of people that are gonna be visiting Michigan. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Detroit that I want to make might sure want to come get a haircut absolutely why yeah, not definitely you, you do a good job sharing with uh, your viewers and your followers uh, what your shop looks like and I, I've seen the the artboard up there it's a, it's like a chalkboard that mm -hmm. you created some work on and 
I'm trying to memorize the slogan on there that the the comeback is stronger than the setback. Setback. Yeah. That was close, man. So the comeback is stronger than the setback, man. How, what, what what does that mean to you? Well, let me let me just back up because that board is actually like it's a like a dry erase chalkboard that you probably had growing up in, in elementary school. Mm-hmm. So like the green with the white chalk. Like yeah, the except okay. it's black. Okay. And so we have actual chalk. And so we encourage the patrons that if they have a quote or anything that they felt inspired them that day or that week to share it so that we can, you know, put it on the board. So we try to keep it fresh and new. Um, that one probably stands out because I think it's in one I of the it. videos, um, the intros that we run quite a bit That's through right. my social channels. And That's so you right. probably see that one quite a bit. But I think it's, it's been a little while since that one's been up there. But, you know, I, I think that particular quote kind of just originated from the fact that sometimes people let small setbacks discourage them. And the reality is you as an entrepreneur, you deal with setbacks every single day, every single hour, you know, and so um, you kind of learn how to maneuver through setbacks where they don't set you back anymore. It's just, it's always the comeback. The setback is the, is the small part of that sentence. The comeback is what we constantly look forward to, to prove that that setback didn't mean anything. Like That's cool. So are, 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 you, still, are you still cutting hair? Yeah, I, I cut hair occasionally. Um, you have I st- clients that, like, you, you can't let them down? So yeah, say, I have, hey. like, my faithful clients that just – they work with my schedule. They understand, say. like, I'm a man on the mission and that, you know. And you got a crazy schedule, by the way, because you're all over the place. I am. You know, it's that's always a very constant conversation that I have. Like, people try to figure out, like, how is it possible that you can juggle and do so much? And I think social media just paints, like, an even busier perception than I really am. I mean, I'm very busy. Oh, you're busy. But, <laughs> you know, I think social media just gives – you know, when you can stockpile videos and photos and then create a cadence for how you put that activity out, the goal is to push as much content as possible, especially from my standpoint, because I like that's what we do on a daily basis. So I know that if I dominate my social feeds as much as I possibly can with things that actually make sense, I keep myself more relevant in people's minds. Right. And, you know, that's really what you want to do. And, and you might not feel as busy as you probably are to the rest of the viewers because, like all of us in this room, right, we pay attention and we're, like, aspiring or following some of these leaders who are just a little bit ahead of where we're at. Exactly. And some of those guys are, like, busy on another level or right. at least the picture that's painted looks like they're busy. Exactly. So we're relating to that. But the average American don't even get on a plane once a year. This is true. Right. And then you're, you're on a plane, like, <laughs> probably twice a month. Yeah. It's not more than that. So... Yeah, I never, I never looked at it from that perspective. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. Yeah, because I've had multiple people tell me lately, like, man, you're a man on the run. You're going and you're traveling everywhere doing this. I'm like, no, I was only gone like four days last month or something, you know? <laughs> right. But in the big scheme of things, like, it doesn't feel as crazy. But then, you know, if I compare my schedule now to just, say, two years ago, five years ago, I'm double, I'm double as busy as I was then. Right. Now, you know, so as – and I think, but it's a more productive busy, you know, like it's more calculated. I know, ex- I know exactly what I'm going to be doing for the most part over, say, the next three, four months. Whereas back then, things was just so spontaneous and you're trying to respond to opportunities. 
when it gets like that, I think that's when it feels busy right. because it's like you're stressing and you're just trying to make everything happen yeah. with no real. You know, the life of an entrepreneur to me is like, um, you know, on a treadmill, you can pick the se- selection where it's like random and mm-hmm. it'll be like going up hills and different things. You're always trying to keep the stride the same, but you won't go the same distance with the same amount of effort because right. it's harder and easier moving. That's like kind of what it's yeah. like, I think. Very, very true. So how, how does the journey evolve from uh, being a licensed barber, doing hair, owning your own shop, and, you know, wh- how do you bridge out from that to saying, you know what, I'm going to become, I'm, I'm assuming you've probably always been a brand strategist because you've been building your own brand. Yeah, I mean, essentially, I, I think we just didn't call it that. Um, in 2007, people didn't even identify small businesses as brands, you mm-hmm. know, so we adapted, we adopted that term way back then, almost 10 years ago, and I always looked at brands like Sean John and um, Rock Aware and like some of these big brands, I saw ourselves in them, like even though they were, you know, doing millions and millions of dollars and we were doing thousands, <laughs> um, if that, but it was always like, if they can do it, why can't we do the exact same thing? So um, we took that name unique and we started the process like originally and this is something I don't know if I've talked about that much the original plan for unique was to be a magazine and so it was going to be called unique magazine and within the magazine we would showcase other individuals in the entertainment space doing fashion um, other barbers so on and so forth so I found the designer to design the layout of the magazine and help with some of the artwork and things like that and so that was the original plan and while we were planning out a launch party we decided to get t-shirts made and so the t-shirts just had unique um the the word unique but we didn't put barbershop or anything we just put the word unique on the t-shirts and about maybe 14 or 15 of us went out to like a bar as a part of the promotion to kind of start this process of spreading the word about this magazine and we got so much great feedback from the t-shirts and I'm I looked at that like and then everybody's asking can we buy the t-shirts like where can we find them and you know building a website back then was like building a rocket like it was just nobody you know did it not on a small level anyway well there was no like Squarespace and Wix and like all these actually Wix Wix started in 2007 okay they started right around the same so it was just it was very brand new so, so where, where can we get those shirts at today? Because I'm feeling that. The unique collection. Where can we get them if we want to Man, I'll have to, like, go into the closet and dig it up. <laughs> no, um, but, but I'm sure. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. The, 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 yeah, the current, yeah. Um, you can find those at Wear Unique, W-E-A-R-U-N-E-E-K.com. Cool. Um, for cool. all our all our latest apparel. So break down the name a little bit, right? What's the history behind Unique and, and uh, the, the acronym, the what acronym. it stands for, and how you guys came up with that? And yeah, so Unique... Um, funny story. Like I, I grew up very in a very diverse. Um, I had a very diverse upbringing, so I never, I never really understood people who were prejudiced. I never really understood like why people saw color. Like as a young kid, like it drove me crazy, and I just, um, I think it was always something that I just couldn't wrap my mind around. So everything that I would get involved in subconsciously would be things that were about bringing people together you know so this is kind of that kind of followed me and then you know when we started talking about doing business and creating some type of business venture it was just always like okay whatever we do I want 
the underlining message to be about bringing people together. So, so one day I was driving down the highway and me and Kirk, we, we vibe really well. Like I'll send him a message about an idea and then he'll send me a message back. And we will literally like, even today, like we will, we will play, um, phone tag with different ideas until we just get it exactly where we want it to be. Like that's kind of our creative process. So I sent him the message and was like, I sent him a message and was like, uh, we have to figure out something about unifying, like the you. Like, we have to figure out a way to incorporate unifying with our brand. And he was like, yeah, that's cool. And so then a couple of days later, I just, I started just kind of putting, let you know, putting words with the letters. And then before we knew it, we had unifying nationalities by encouraging education and knowledge. And um, it just kind of made sense because the original term was about if you educate another individual about your ethnicity or your background then it will break down the barriers that people have about one another you know so that was kind of like the origin of that thought process and it was like if we can if i can tell you why african americans wear do-rags then you won't initially consider an african-american a thug if you've seen what a do-rag on because that's kind of like the the picture that gets painted you know so you know, it was like kind of like that thought process, but we knew that people weren't in a positive zone at that time to where they would consume it and relate it to clothes. So we needed like cool clothing to really be the vehicle to kind of drive that message. That's cool. Well, I like the clothing, man. That's cool. Thank you. Thank you. So, so how do you go out from having the clothing line, the barbershop, and then big in digital media space? You're making amazing content, helping a lot of companies grow. You've been a huge influence on helping us grow. Thank you. And I get a lot of, we get a lot of compliments on all the, the, the edits and all the content that you've documented for us and put together. We've gotten tremendous feedback. And I know that that's awesome. That's very small here versus what you're getting on a national scale. Because I see you working with a lot of different companies, a lot of different brands, um, always traveling. How does that get introduced? I mean, how do you branch out and saying, you know, we're going to become the leader in the digital media space? Uh, I don't know that we ever sought out to be a, a leader in the space. Really, it was an evolution of our daily practices. Um, we didn't have very much money starting Unique Collection. Social media was just starting out, and it was free. And it was an opportunity to expose the brand to thousands and thousands of people um, through the click of a button. And so we just really dove in 2008, 2009, we dove head first into just understanding um, the whole entire landscape, trying to hack you know every possible platform that was available from Tumblr to Twitter to Facebook, um, prior to Instagram being available, and uh, even LinkedIn, you know, jumped on LinkedIn Im- immediately when the platform was created, and uh, just really became um, the new, t- you know, term practitioner. Mm-hmm. Just really became a practitioner in the in the space, and uh, before we knew it, we were t- showing and teaching so many people how to use their platforms correctly and um, ways that you could get around certain blocks that Facebook would. I mean, I remember once upon a time, you could invite 20, 30, 20, 30,000 people to one event. And literally, like, there was no, there was no, um, there was no quicker way to get a bigger response than using a Facebook event mm-hmm. and uh, actually touching people. And really, that's always, 
like Facebook is constantly trying to create ways to minimize your ability to essentially spam you know you don't consider yourself spamming but you know if you're sending the same message to Mm -hmm. the same you know to a huge audience like facebook looks at it as um abuse of their platform and back then there would be so many ways that you could maneuver around you know their their blocks or whatever and so we spent a lot of time just figuring out ways to get around you know and then I mean, they got it on lockdown now, you know, with a lot of the ways that you could used to can manipulate the platform. They got a little bit more money now than they did, too, when you first started using them back yeah, then, right? Yeah, absolutely. A couple bucks behind, <laughs> so. A- absolutely. So. so do you see anything next, like that's the, the next platform or where it, digital media and all of this is is going? But You know what? I, I've been asked this question a few times, especially lately with Facebook going through um, so much ridicule and um, kind of being on front sh- front street right now, but unless the government comes in and completely regulates everything that happens, I just I advise people to out to obviously always expand into the other platforms. I don't think you could ever put all your chips in one basket, and if you do, that's just um, I don't think that's a smart move. However, I think Facebook for a while will continue to be the leader in terms of audience and opportunity. Um, you know, obviously Instagram is a Facebook, you know, they're mm-hmm. a, a face of Mark Zuckerberg company. So, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, even with Instagram gaining so much momentum and popularity, I mean, I feel like it's still, uh, it's still an offshoot of Facebook essentially. And I think even, I think Facebook is scary and it's more complicated and understanding like how to run ads and, and building ads successfully and things like that is uh, for the for the beginner or person that's just jumping into social. It's, it's a little more complicated to understand it, whereas Instagram is a little more user friendly and you can have uh, faster success, especially when it comes to like growing pages and stuff like that. But Facebook is still to me the the best communication tool in terms of uh operating on social but twitter is making some some strides lately i feel like there's a lot of new activity happening with twitter um even linkedin the complexity of the platform has changed and i feel like it mirrors facebook in its early days a lot um as of late and uh you know those are to me facebook linkedin twitter and um instagram are kind of like the leaders um right now with snapchat um, probably being a really close um, fifth. Is there a specific segment that you are an expert in or that you specialize in? No, actually, I don't. I mean, I consider myself, uh, I don't consider myself an expert, honestly. Like, I let the, the people well, you, you know, an call expert. me an you're, expert. You're an expert if you want to talk about experience and using the platforms, then and that benchmark is, say, 10 years, 19 years, then okay. But, uh, you know, I feel like. What a humble guy. Super, super. I mean, he gets uncomfortable when you try to like pull out <laughs> facts of his success, and he just downplays everything, which is ridiculous. Let me, let me, before you answer, let me just share with our listeners. Uh, look at his content. This guy, he's not only covered the financial space industry and evolved the way that's depicted to the to the general public that's not from that space. Um, you've covered car shows and give a complete different look of what a car show is like. You uh, were recently at the agenda. Uh, fashion show magic in Vegas 
and uh, put a complete spin on that. I mean, and there's some other work that maybe you, you want to release later that you've given me the opportunity of, of, of seeing, witnessing, listening to that is just different. Is different, and I don't know if you want to speak about some of these things. It's up no, to you, you know, I haven't put it out there, but we can talk about it. I'll it's, give just, you. it's different. I don't even know what you call the, the 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 audio clip that you create with the music in the background. And I'm not trying to release these things to individuals who are just going to go try to mock it before they hear what you've created. But it's it's extremely I don't different. Think it can be copied. And, and I was going to say <laughs> it's crazy because it's different, but you keep evolving and coming up with something new in in short windows of time. So it's like create. Creativity is crazy. I mean, crazy. I, you know, I think, uh, I think, what I try to do, and you know, this is based on my experience and just kind of like even my upbringing. I think what the internet has allowed us to do and social media is to just tell our stories in our own creative way over and over and over and over again. And at no other point, excuse me, in the history of the world has there been an opportunity for just a regular person to get creative with their own story and constantly release it to the world. I mean, if you think about um, everything in existence from the Bible to everything that's happened, all our life experiences to me are based on stories. You know, even before they were, there was a written language, you know, people were probably passing stories from the generation to generation just sitting around campfires you know and, and telling stories so I think I look at it like that like social media is my opportunity to leave all my stories behind for my kids Legacy. and my kids kids to read and really understand like what this time period was about and like that's fun like I, I get a, a real big kick out of doing that and then with technology it's like you can do it in so many different ways and uh that's why i don't really consider myself a digital expert i'm more into branding and i'm more into personal branding and showing people like tell your story over and over and over again and then this is how you can do it in a very cool interesting way and really um use that to attract people essentially build your audience and then once you have the audience Whatever it is that you want to, however you want to monetize that audience, now you have that that choice. So like 10, let's say 10, maybe 15 years ago, there were probably so few people who used the term personal brand that we probably could have counted it on our hands, right? Exactly. Like, I try to think, like, who was a personal brand? Like, Tony Robbins was a personal brand. Yeah, I right? think personal, like, not to cut you off, personal brand is just the new term for life coach. <laughs> yeah, right, like, right. essentially. Like, that's really what it, what it boils down to. But now with so many more people having access to being able to display, like, that type of stuff, whereas before, you needed to have serious funding to get your, your messages out there, exactly. right? Exactly. Like, um, how important do you think whatever you want to call it, but personal branding is for someone's success in other areas that might not be like thought of or related to it. For instance, like I think it's going to get to one day where you come in for a job interview, none of your previous history on like a piece of paper, any of that will matter. It's going to be your quote personal brand, right? Like absolutely. But what are your thoughts on the personal brand in this thing? I mean, I, I just posted about that. Um, maybe two or three days ago. I feel I feel very strongly that um, companies are going to strongly consider your social media following, your personal brand, your personal influence, 
um, when it comes to hiring and deciding who it is that they should hire. If you have a candidate that has a really strong skill set, has four to six years of schooling, and has zero social media presence or zero influence, then you have this person that has the exact same skills, the exact same education, but they have 10, 15,000 followers. Mm -hmm. They have built an audience that know them for the industry that they're trying to go into. So for say for example, I'm an artist and I'm going to work for um, a company that sells art and I have this influence of, you know, if you have 10, 15,000 people, that means you're influencing mm -hmm. quite a few people and you're getting tons of engagement. It's a, it's a no-brainer who gets that job, you know? It's like I can immediately insert my brand into this new space of untapped individuals by hiring this employee. Like, it's, it's kind of a, to me, it's kind of like the writing is clearly on the wall. And so for college students, when I go in and talk to schools and things like that, like my number one message is you have to start building your personal brand like right now. Um, so so. Uh, who, is, who is some of the individuals that uh, you look, look for as far as inspiration? Who inspires you to do what you do? Um, I have quite a few influencers, <laughs> influences in my life, but uh, probably the Probably the number one influence is my dad, who's not a, around anymore. Like he probably gave me like the most, um, most of my foundation, and probably like the biggest influence in in terms of how I approach things. But then as far as like active people, um, there's a couple. I listen to a lot of Gary Vee. Um, I think he's probably anybody in the digital space or in the marketing world probably follows Gary. And then uh, outside of that, like um, Jay Z. For his authenticity and the That's way cool. he's he storytell, um, Michael Jordan for his just yeah, tenacity yeah. and determination, and uh, Kobe Bryant for just like his work ethic and, and drive. Wow, man, that's cool. Yeah. I like how you broke down each individual. Is, is it is it crazy walking around with cameras following you? I mean, are there people who like trip out and wondering like what you're doing? Um, <laughs> I, yeah, people st are still weirded out by it. It's crazy that people are still weirded out by cameras though. Like, I maybe in our zone in our world because we're engrossed in like the social media movement um it's more comfortable for us but you know i think in the next five years like if you don't have a camera following you then you're going to be the weird one you know because it's, wow. it's really about it's about documentation of like everybody's a actor in their own movie is where we're going mm -hmm. you know and so who can create the best movie based on their own reality is the people that I think kind of charge to the top or have the tools and the resource to create the best situation. That's cool. It's, it's definitely like a super accountability tool because ev we all know, right, that if someone's going to be around, we everybody tries to be on their best behavior, look the best. Yeah. Like, you know, the, how many times have you taking a photo of someone candid and they're like, no, 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 you can't post that or you can't use that. You can't have that. Or right. even back when film was developed, right? People would be like, well, you're going to throw that away. Like that's <laughs> not going anywhere. No one's going to see that stuff. Right. If you intentionally put yourself in a position where you're always being watched and seen, you're always going to act. You're going to work harder. You're going to deliver better. You're going to do all these things because you want to be seen you know, a certain way. And I think right. that in itself is part of the reason that some of the people we see and watch who have daily vlogs and people why they're able to tr 
do so much in the same day. It wasn't documented prior, but I think if there was a way to calculate how much work could be done or was done by the same people before they started filming it, they mm -hmm. probably got less stuff done. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I, I think um, there's a interesting thing happening, like, not interesting, like, it's actually sad, and I'm, it scares me in this kind of, in this shift that we're moving into, just in terms of the amount of accountability and pressure that comes along with um, being fo being followed by a camera and having to live up to like a certain expectation. And I think entrepreneurs who are like me, who are like homegrown, like I was born to be an entrepreneur. Like there's no doubt in my mind. Um, I accept the challenges and the adversity and it fires me up to deliver. Like I get excited about overcoming like the next obstacle. But then I think there's people who aren't like that and who weren't born to be entrepreneurs who that adversity turns into real stress. And like um, I'm running into a lot of people who are emailing me and messaging me and like having conversations about just depression and like how do I overcome this and how do I deal with this? And, you know, it's like their, their world around them is kind of shattering because they thought they were going to walk away from their job and all of a sudden launched this huge thing that was going to be successful the next day and then it doesn't work out the way that, you know, you plan it out in your mind. And so, you know, that's one of the things that I fear, but I think everything always kind of balances out. And um, just like you said, with accountability and, and uh, hard work, I think that's the positives of it. But I just, you know, sometimes I get worried about the other, the other side of that and how that part plays out. As an entrepreneur growing your business, what industries do you see yourself being a greater influence in or resource to? Um, you mean in terms of in terms of our services? Uh, yeah, as far as Robert Courtney Collins and Associates. You know, we've I feel like we've positioned ourselves and we've been able to um, activate strategies that help every business across the board, and so that's why you talk about you know automotive. Our brand. Like we have literally, we have literally helped so many different industries, and we've been involved in so many in different industries: automotive, real estate, insurance, fashion. Um, and I really think it's just because, like I said, our core principles is really based around understanding your story and then figuring out a way to make sure that you're connecting with the audience that you intend to connect with at the highest level possible, you know? So that's our team going in, having deep, detailed conversation about what is the core message that you're trying to deliver to your consumer or your customer? Um, and then how do we say that to where um, you connect emotionally and they you brand yourself in a way that you never have to sell because they feel a relationship with your product or a relationship with your service. I've seen a, a lot of your, your content and local to Detroit, it seems like you've actually created a movement or are a leader in this space because I've seen you conduct educational courses and, and round group uh, discussions. T tell me a little about that. What, what's going on there with, with the group that you're influencing or building in the industry over in Detroit? Um, the main thing that you're probably referring to is branding for beginners and that evolved from um, a time where things were really moving fast for us and I was kind of 
I was still scaling and trying to build our team and I was finding it difficult to schedule the amount of people that really wanted to come in and have consultations with us and figure out if there was ways that we can help them. And I'm the person that if you contact me and you reach out, if you reach out to me to have a conversation or to meet, I, I want, I'm going to do everything I possibly can to make that interaction and to make that connection. And uh, I know it, hopefully we continue to grow and it won't always be that easy. But at this point, like I still feel like, you know, it's possible. And so we created Brandon for Beginners as one time in one place for everybody that's trying to make some type of introduction. Let's get them all in the same place give them all the same information and then it would weed out the people that uh, felt they weren't ready to move forward with us working with them and what whatnot so uh, the first one went really well and it went so well that we decided to start duplicating the process because the energy was just through the roof people were coming thinking that they were just going to have a consultation and not sure if they wanted to go into business or not. And then they were leaving like, I'm starting tomorrow, you so, know. So you're helping create future competition almost. No, no definitely not competition. Um, but we're helping, we're creating new businesses from people that were on the fence about whether or not they should start businesses um, for the most part. But then you have a lot of people that are in business and just want to understand the social media space. You have people that's in business that don't really understand what branding is and why it's so important. You have individuals who don't understand what building a personal brand is. You know, so you have, we have different level, people that are at different levels. You have people that's working regular nine to five um, um, jobs and they're kind of launching their side thing. And so they're trying to decide like, do I want to put more time into it? Is this something that can actually work? Should I walk away from my main job and, and do this full time? And they just want experience um, input on what decision they should make. So it's so. not like showing other people how to become a, a videographer or things like that. It's, you know, the, the girl who wants to start her own flower shop and is like, am I going to make it or not? And yes. then you're like, well, if you do these things, you should get exposure, you'll get business, you'll grow. And then they have confidence to say, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. One, you nailed it. You nailed it on the head. Like that's, that really is, it's really a, a, a cool, um, pipeline for people understanding what it what's involved what it would take and then we bring in other entrepreneurs who's also had success so it's not always my voice you have other people in under other industries who have different perspectives who could give insight on um or more detailed insight about specific industries so even 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 social media and digital agencies i bring in that are that's what i that, referring yeah to. they they may consider them consider us competition right, but, you don't but i don't consider like Those i don't consider nobody to. competition like honestly you're competing with yourself i'm competing with the man in the mirror that's every cool. day that's, that's it cool. so so you gave a commitment out a few weeks back it was a 30-day commitment yes you remember that commitment i do how's that 30-day commitment going you know it's so funny like i the the stack of individuals we had 46 people come to our last branding for beginners and i just had my assistant do a, a, a spreadsheet of everybody that filled out the form. So at some point today when I leave here, through my next four or five hours before I catch my flight, I'm going to text and email every single person and just ask well, them. Well, I didn't catch the commitment. What was the 30 So, so we, we did this, we did this um, promise. It was the first time we launched it. We've had eight Branded for Beginner segments, not including the ones out of state. And um, we 
did this promise at this last one. And basically, it's a, a commitment to build your brand every single day in one way, shape, or form or another. So whether that's posting, whether that's um, emailing, like you're doing something to contribute to the growth of your brand. A promise to, to work on your brand and to post every single day and to do something that contributes to the growth of your brand. So I want to talk a little bit about your, your personal life with this. Um, I, I, I've seen your son. He actually seems like he's co-hosting the vlog with you on your YouTube channel. Is that, I mean, is that a good assessment? Does he enjoy I'll, the process? He, oh, he loves like. My son is, he's a, like, he was born to be a YouTuber. I mean, I think that's, like, a lot of kids nowadays because they're consuming so much, um, so many videos on YouTube. So, like, that's all they know. But his personality is, like, I don't know where he came from. He has, yeah, he has a crazy, crazy uh, good personality for that type of stuff. But uh, I plan to ease him into... The, the blogs, the vlogs a lot more in the That's future. Cool. And how about your daughter? My daughter she's is behind the scenes. She's behind the <laughs> scenes, but she's gonna have a personality as well. Like they're they're complete opposites. How, how old are your kids, Robert? Uh, my son is seven, and my daughter is uh, one. That's cool. Man. Yeah. So. Cool. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I think, I think if you're not, if you're not giving your kids the tools to understand like how to build a personal brand and use. Like a lot of a lot of parents have a traditional mindset, and they feel like I don't want you on YouTube all day, and you need to do something different. You need to get outside and play. I f- it's the equivalent of our parents telling us like you play game, you play video games all day long, and you're gonna be broke. And now like kids are making millions and millions of dollars right. very easily being Recording gamers. Themselves playing video games. You know, so if if that mom had let that child spend that time you know building that those tools maybe they could be in the same position you know so you can't be short-sighted with that type of stuff it's like i think as a parent you gotta you're watching for the signs of like extremism right Mm -hmm. if someone was going to the point where like they are becoming socially disconnected to where they don't even feel comfortable to be around people in real life or so okay maybe now there's something to like coming but i get it it's kind of a hard line to figure out how to do it it would be the equivalent of today not showing a kid or letting them understand like what youtube or these other things are it's like saying you're not allowed to learn what a computer is right like 15 20 whatever 25 years ago 100 percent, 100 percent. i and i see it all the time like i see conversation about parents just being upset that their kid is spending hours watching other kids play video games on youtube or whatever the case may be but they are consuming so much information like that's how they learn you know nowadays and so and they're going to be light years ahead of where we are because i think anything that you're shown and that you can visually watch you're just going to learn it faster and you're going to be much better at it it's more protecting from what content they consume Mm, exactly four-year-old exactly shouldn't be consuming the same thing a 14 year old does and a 25 year old but the fact that they are consuming and using it, I don't think is the 100%. problem. It's just what it is. What is it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, like, if you think about, um, if you think about, like, the emergence of voice, I mean, just that in itself. Like, my son, he brought home a report card, and his math skills are like through the roof. And my son has the same exact personality I have in terms of. When you make a decision that you're going to do something or, or understand it or learn it, like, you go 
above and beyond, like over the top. So I know if he's interested, like he has no problem. His reading is like low. It's, it's not well at all. You know, it's nowhere near where I feel like it should be. And then I started thinking about it deeper and I'm talking to my wife. I'm like, he's, he's super smart. There's no reason he should be struggling with his reading, right? But then I started thinking like he's spending 90% of his time speaking his instructions into everything that he uses, you know? So he doesn't need to read. Like he can just mm-hmm. talk. It would be the equivalent of me saying, do this math problem full, the, um, write out this math problem mm-hmm. when it's a, the full formula when I have a calculator right here. Mm-hmm. Like why can't I just use the calculator? Yeah. So it's like, you're telling me to read it, but I could just say it. Like I don't need to read it. I could just, you know, so it's an interesting thing because like it feels weird now, but I just feel like in 10, 15 years, no one's going to read, like, everybody's just going to talk everything Amazing. into everything that we're doing, so. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. So, uh, and any words of wisdom, man, for the guy or gal out there that really wants to start their own business? Um, they got doubts, they got fear, uh, you know, the, the emotions that goes through being an entrepreneur. I got so much, but we don't have enough time. But uh, <laughs> I just think there's there's something that I'm looking for to help those people, and I haven't found it yet. But there's um, something to be said about just a uh, a belief in themselves. You know, like if there's a way that we can figure out how to get people to just have confidence in themselves and then to trace that back to what is it that you love and you wake up in the morning you want to do. And then once you figure that part out, how do you monetize that? And, and make that the thing that, you know, provides for your family. And then, like, what is your level of, su- of success? You know, if making a million dollars isn't everybody's level of success, it's sometimes it's about flex- flexibility. Sometimes it's just about um, um, spending time with your family. You know, so if you map it backwards, figure out what your level of success is or what success means to you, and then find a thing that you love, that may be the recipe, you know, that you're looking for. So Good advice. Hey, so you're a humble guy. We addressed that earlier, but I, I need you to, to get up on your soapbox for a second, <laughs> okay. right? Because um, we haven't talked about, you're one of the keynote speakers at the upcoming All Mindsets Disruptive Innovation Conference, right? Yes, yes. And that's real specific to an industry. Real, well, anyone will learn from it, I think, but insurance agents and real estate agents and that whole sector is really who it's it's drawn towards. You're going to be up there. You got 45 minutes to-, to Can't just, wait to dump as much value as you can on you know the 500 attendees that are coming out but what can someone like one or two things that they should expect to get from you like if you're getting here to plug yourself and you say look you need to come to see me this is what you'll get out of it what is someone who's coming and, and spending a couple hundred bucks maybe to see you what are they going to get from you what what's their takeaway you think well i think the biggest thing that i'm going to uh relate to the the attendees is just a better way to communicate and articulate whatever it is that they're passionate about and um, do that over digital. I think there's sometimes a a misunderstanding of how to communicate information um, over digital because people, they want to talk like it's a commercial or or it's a TV ad and they don't understand how important um, storytelling is and how important it is to make sure that you're being human and you're using language that makes you feel human as opposed to being a robot or a, a used car salesman. You know, so I think at the end of the day, um, 
that's going to be probably one of the number one things that people get a better way to do that. And then um, also just um, all of the tools that we've used to be successful in growing other people's brands um, through the, the number one platforms that's out there as far as social go. I'm excited because you, you strike me as one of those guys that's going to get up on stage and I've never seen you talking in front of hundreds of people. Go to another level. Yeah, where things are just going to switch and go to another level. So I'm pumped. Get in that man. zone. Can't wait. I agree with you, man. Well, Robert, Courtney Collins, uh, I am grateful. I'm excited to see you at Disruptive Innovation, the Disrupt Tour. Uh, so many people are excited. Thank you for all the support and love you provided for us. Uh, personally, for my business, for Present Financial, our team, uh, the People's Advisor. There you go. You guys heard it right here from the man behind the brand, <laughs> Mr. Robert Courtney Collins. Hey, thank, thank you guys for having me here. Detroit, man. Thank Definitely you. appreciate it.